Hey, so check this out. Your boy Nicolas Cage has yet another movie out. Um, if you know me, you know I am a Nick Cage fan. There are certain films that I like. Uh, some of his films I even consider classics, like Face Off is definitely one of my favorite movies. The Rock, movies like that, the old action-packed Nick Cage. And so today, what's up? It's your boy Enigma, and we're going to talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent, the newest Nicolas Cage film. Um, and just to read the synopsis, in this action-packed comedy, Nicolas Cage plays himself, basically, channeling his iconic characters as he's caught between a superfan, played by Pedro Pascal, and a CIA agent, played by Tiffany Haddish. So, this film... When I first saw it, I saw the trailer anyways. I thought this was going to be one of the greatest films of all time because letting Nick Cage play himself, you you just can't get anything better than that. I mean, you've seen Nicolas Cage's range, his craziness, his iconic um, screams, facial expressions, and everything else that he's done in uh, movies past. And so for him to basically play, which is basically, this is basically a movie paying homage to Nicolas Cage. And you forget about a lot of the stuff that he's been in because he's been in so much. Now, Nicolas Cage back in the days, I know, you know, in the the height of his popularity during the face-off, Con Air, the rock days, which I think that was his um, peak acting performances, even though he won an Oscar for that one um uh, uh, movie I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but the peak I think were those that was like the trifecta of Nicolas Cage. So he's obviously taking a downturn. A lot of it had to do with the IRS money that he owed. I mean, it was so bad that even I was like, you know, we just need to start a GoFundMe for Nicolas Cage to pay off whatever it is that he owes the IRS because. He was just getting put in some stupid films, films that I'd never heard of that would just pop up on Netflix, pop up on straight to DVD or whatever. So he's been in this game for a while. So for him to actually get a movie, a legitimate theatrically released movie about himself, that was, you know, I, I was in, you know, I was actually in for this now. And just to let you know, spoilers are coming while the trailer was done very well and actually made this movie seem um, very, well, put it like this. I thought the trailer made the movie a little bit better than what it was. Not to say it was a bad movie now, but it just, the trailer just had something that just looked so special. And the premise was okay. Um, you know, basically Nick Cage, he's uh, he, he's struggling, you know, which I don't know if this is partially based on his real life, but he's struggling to make ends meet. He's running out of money. He's living in a hotel. He's up for a big blockbuster that he didn't get. So he's a little depressed. And um, Pedro Pascual, Pascual yeah, said his name wrong. Um, he plays Javi. And Javi is a super fan of Nicolas Cage and offers him a million dollars to come for his birthday party and entertain. And he also wants him to uh, read his screenplay that he wrote that he hopes Nicolas Cage will star in. So that's basically the premise of the movie. Nicolas Cage at first thought it was beneath him, but then decides, you know what? Uh, I need the money after he was locked out of his uh, hotel room and decides, you know what? I need to go ahead and do this. Um... 
to make ends meet, to make some money. So he's going on this trip out there, and first of all, he offends the man Javi the first time he meets him, thinking he's part of the help, which, you know, was kind of funny. And, um, you know, Nicolas Cage, obviously he's not thrilled to be doing this. Again, even though he needs the money, he still thinks this is beneath him. But then he runs into two CIA agents, one of them played by uh, Tiffany Haddish, and they recruit him to spy on Javi because they believe that he's a part of a kidnapping that took place, um, I, I think it was one of the, the country's president's daughter, and they were trying to have him drop out of the race. The U.S. wants to keep him in the race, but they, um, a criminal element had kidnapped the girl at the beginning of the movie, which they were watching um, Con Air, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, this was all Nick Cage. He, he felt, he, Every movie that Nicolas Cage was in was probably mentioned, well, let me rephrase, every good movie Nicolas Cage was in was probably mentioned in this uh, film throughout. And as the movie goes on, him and Javi become real good friends. They end up having fun. And Nicolas Cage, under his cover, decides, hey, we need to you know, put, put together a film and do a movie together. He's Now, he's only doing this because he needed a reason to stay on the compound to look for the kidnapped girl. And... Um, you know, it was a good excuse, and this is when the movie is at its best. Nick Cage and Javi, <laughs> you know, it, it was more like a buddy cop comedy at points, but it was really just these two playing off each other. They had such good chemistry throughout the film. They were funny. They were passing, um, you know, just, just one-liners off each other, and um, one of the things I liked was the acid trip, so... Between this and Snowfall, I've seen multiple acid <laughs> movies. And, you know, for for people who were on acid, he drove pretty well, I would say. Um, but, yeah, they started tripping and going through that whole little thing there. And then, of course, uh, Nicolas Cage finds his uh, super fan room where it has everything Nick Cage from me. Um, the little pearls from The Rock, the little green pearls to uh, a real life Nick Cage. <laughs> and this part was in the trailer. Where he was like, how much did this, uh, this um, he calls it grotesque, Nicolas Cage does. It's a, basically a dummy of him. How much did this grotesque cost you to make or get made? He says 6000 Nicolas Cage is like, wow, I'll, I'll give you $20,000 for it right now. Which shows the irresponsible spending that Nicolas Cage was known for and was mentioned in this movie. So, And then, of course, the infamous golden pistols from Face Off, which actually come into play. Um, later in the movie, when Nicolas Cage needs a weapon, the uh, CIA tells him, can he find a weapon? And of course, he's going to find those golden guns to see him actually use in the movie again. That was definitely nice to see. So as the movie continues on, um, Nicolas Cage is convinced that Javi is the kidnapper because he brings his family in when Javi was just trying to help Nicolas Cage settle his family affairs and things like that. So it was one of those movies where if they would communicate better, a lot of things would have been understood, but apparently they weren't. And come to find out, Javi wasn't the one who actually kidnapped the girl. It was his, actually his cousin who was running the um, family. And so he's the cousin finds out that Nicolas Cage has been working with the CIA, and he orders Javi, who is Nicolas Cage's biggest fan, to go take out Nicolas Cage, whereas the CIA has talked Nicolas Cage into taking out Javi. <laughs> and, it, you know, I love the premise of what they were trying to do. And I think 
what happened with the movie is the other people got involved. And that's just my opinion because not 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 to be you know, Tiffany Haddish, she was okay. I had no problem with her. She actually played um her role surprisingly well. Um they had a couple of other people in there um that was in the movie as well, like the woman who played Nicolas Cage's wife, one plays his daughter and everything like that. But really Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage. That's literally all we wanted to see because these two played it so well. And I found it funny throughout the film that they're kind of pointing out things like um, that's actually relevant to the film. So in other words, they're talking about um, when Nicolas Cage was trying to talk to Javi to find out if he kidnapped the girl or not. He suggests, you know, in the movie, they should have a kidnapping of the daughter and yada, yada, yada. And that's just him trying to... You know, trying to get in Javi's head to see if what would he think about kidnapping a girl. Maybe that'll help them find the girl that was kidnapped at the beginning of the movie. And Javi said, <laughs> you know, nah, we're changing this into a... I don't think that works. This goes into a totally different movie, which is where the movie was going. It started one way, then it was going to a totally different movie. And then when the third act started, they were like... Yeah, let's see how this ends. You know, just communicating with each other because they were actually about to shoot each other at that point. And then they kind of mentioned it, you know, when the third act started. And that's basically what happened with the movie. So it was a nice touch for them to put that in there that they were, you were, they were aware, but not aware, so to speak, so to speak. And even at the ending, when um, everything ends, they end up in a movie theater watching the finished production of the movie that they shot, which just, it seems, happened to have been what really happened out there. Or did it really happen? Who knows? I mean, you really don't know. It's almost like a Joker thing. Like, where everything in this movie, did that actually happen? Or was this, they were just watching a movie of the events that that've happened? I mean, that's happened before in other movies. Just a movie off the top of my head, and it's clearly not the best example, but the Pee Wee Herman movie, where he went through his whole spill, and then at the end, they're watching the Pee Wee Herman movie. So, again, not the best example, but, you know, th that's what I really got out of it. So, was this movie good? I would say most of it was. When they went to the typical action film, which the movie, again, was self-aware and called it out, or went through a different type of film... I think that's where it kind of fell off for me. The the back and forth between Javi and Nicolas Cage, like I said, that was just the genius behind the movie. The two interacted so well. I enjoyed every moment of that. It's just when the other people got involved, it was just like, eh. And like I said, I'm kind of mad because the trailer showed a lot of the funny parts. And there were more funny parts in here. But it just, I don't know, something about it just didn't mesh well. I guess after seeing the finished product, there were some good parts in this, but it wasn't as good as I had hoped for. Um, one of the highlights of the film, I guess, one of my favorite scenes. So at the beginning of the film, there's this girl who's kidnapped. You don't know who she is until towards the, well, you know, towards the middle of the movie. So you just see a girl kidnapped, and the movie starts with Nicolas Cage. And um, after she's rescued, and <laughs> Nicolas Cage walks out of there. She's just like, holy, is Nicholas Cage? Like, you know, the expression on her face is like, 
Nicolas Cage is the one who's actually saving her, which was hilarious. Just the look on her face to see that is Nicolas Cage actually saving her. I thought that was a highlight of the movie. Um, again, the, the acid trip scenes, <laughs> especially the wall scene, that, that was just hilarious between Javi and Nicolas Cage. And if you've seen the scene, it's basically they're acid tripping. So they think people are watching them, which they aren't. And they start running around like crazed lunatics and they get to a dead end. And so um, Javi gets on the ground and tells, uh, there's a wall basically blocking them from escaping. Javi gets on the ground, tells Nicolas Cage to uh, um, jump on him so he can climb the wall. And he does. Nicolas Cage is on the wall. So he's, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is trying to pull him up. But he can't. He drops him. He's like, he's too strong. And then Javi gives this speech about um you know leave me leave me i'll be fine this and that you know it's a big emotional thing because they're both tripping and so nicholas cage finally leaves and he hops down on the wall and then javi peeks his head on the side so it was a wall <laughs> and even javi when he gets there he says you know we could have just walked around this <laughs> it's just stupid it's just like they're high as hell just the expression on pedro's face when they're driving on the acid, he has this big smile on his face. It was hilarious. Those points of the movie were just great. I thought they were very well done. I thought they were um, hilarious. And then when um, Tiffany Haddish texts Nicolas Cage, you know, asking did he locate the girl because he's supposed to be looking the compound um, that Javi's staying at to see if he can find the girl. Um, Nicolas Cage. Uh, Text her back like, uh, I couldn't, um, I'm on, uh, took some uh, acid. <laughs> he said it was uh, some Donnie Brasco thing he had to do. There was no re there was no other way, and I I'll be back or something. And she's like, what the, f you know. <laughs> they, they had some good, fun times. It was like a spy thriller at some moments. It was like a buddy film in other moments. And then it was an action film towards the end. And, uh, you know, organized crime film. So it, it, it was like multiple films in one. But what it was at its core was a basically a tribute, at least in my opinion, a tribute to the man they called Nicolas Cage. I mean, to revisit some of his movies, The Rock. I mean, the movie comes on revisiting the end of Con Air, um, Face Off and all the other movies he was in. You know, that's the trifecta for me. That was when Nicolas Cage was at his best. And he even mentioned the whole bees line. He was just talking like the bees, the bees, you know, just kind of talking there. Um, so that's what this movie was in its essence. So if you like Nicolas Cage, you will definitely like this movie. Now, the one thing I didn't like, it's something that movies and TV shows are starting to do a little too much of nowadays. It's when... The main person, in this case, Nicolas Cage, has a second personality that he's talking to. So he has the crazy Nick Cage that kind of pops in and out. Basically, it's somebody that's in his mind. And the reason I'm really getting tired of it is because a lot of things are starting to do that now. I mean, when you saw the end of the uh, Peacemaker series, you know, his father's going to be in his head. Um, I just started watching the second season of Flight Attendant. She has a second personality that she's talking to. And, you know, it's really just getting too much to, to it, uh, you know, just, I don't know what's up with Hollywood with that. The whole personality thing, and we have to see the personality, I think it's just, 
unless it's Fight Club, which made sense because they were hiding that second personality. And, you know, it made sense to kind of show it because you didn't know really it was a second personality until towards the end of the uh, film. Whereas these movies here, they're trying to put these actors. So Nicolas Cage plays both roles, the crazy Nick Cage or extreme Nick Cage, whatever you want to call him. And of course, his normal Nick Cage. And he will pop in and out of his mind or in and out of a scene um, and just have a conversation with him. And I, I that part right there I thought was stupid. I thought... You know, it just takes you out of the movie. They should have just let it flow without all of that extra stuff. You know, maybe they needed to extend the movie, my guess, because really he had nothing to do with any of the main scenes. It was just popping in and popping out. And they probably came under time and said, we need to figure out a way to stretch this film out. How about have Nick Cage have a second personality where he talks to himself? I mean, you know, that's how badly it fit in the movie. I can't believe that that was actually part of the script. I think that this was actually thrown in there just to extend the movie. So again, that's really the bad point of the movie. And then of course, like I said, the extra characters, anytime they got in between um Javi and Nick Cage, it just it just didn't work for me. You know, the wife and the daughter, the CIA, the um mobster cousin, all of those characters were basically useless in my opinion. They weren't they didn't bring anything to the film and I could have actually sat here and watched the movie ran for an hour and 47 minutes. I could have watched all one hour and 47 minutes of Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal just talking to each other. Cause they were so, that's how good they were. They just had so much great chemistry. So do I recommend seeing this movie? Yes. Do I recommend paying to go to the theaters and watch it? Eh, probably not. This one might be better off Wait it until you it jumps on to one of the streaming services. Um, that's just my opinion. I wouldn't have paid to see this because although it, it has some great moments, it's just one of those films that I would have rather have seen on a streaming service. I wouldn't have wanted to pay for this. So if you haven't seen it yet, it is a decent movie. It is a funny movie. It has some great moments in the movie. Um, but... I would not go to theaters to see this. I will wait till it hits Netflix, HBO Max, or whatever streaming service picks this up. Probably Apple TV. I don't know. But that's what I will wait for because, yeah, I really wouldn't pay money to see this. Um, and the unbearable weight of massive talent. That is a, a mouthful of a name. They should have just called it Nicolas Cage. <laughs> because that's what it's about and that's not a bad thing like i said now if you don't like nicholas cage then this is probably the worst movie in the history of movies because this is what this movie is about so if you don't like nicholas cage do not go see this movie because you will not like it if you are a super fan and you love nicholas cage by all means go pay to see it but and i again i'm a fan of nicholas cage but some of those movies that he just started to come out with just kind of had me lose interest in him and I'm happy to see that he's actually you know getting things back together I'm hoping the IRS bill is finally paid off I believe it is so he doesn't have to subject himself to too many more horrible movies but this is a step in the right direction and I, it's a fun film it's just one that I probably would not pay to see 
So, the unbearable weight of massive talent, have you seen it? What are your thoughts on the film? Leave your comments below, and as always, if there's anything that you want me to review or look over, leave that in the comments as well. It's your boy, Enigma, signing off. Deuces! Thank you.